What is up, everybody? It's Andrew Undum, real estate agent here in Baltimore with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. I have got a list of guests coming that are gonna really knock your socks off. If you're into real estate, sales, negotiation, marketing, leadership, wealth building, you're gonna wanna subscribe to this podcast. I can't wait to take you on the journey with me here with the Andrew Undum Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast studio right here at 5 North Main in Bel Air. I'm with one of my heroes, one of my mentors, Mr. Bob Lacido. Thank you so much for coming from Ellicott City up to Bel Air. My pleasure, Andrew. It's an honor to be here. Um, so let me give the audience a little bit of background of who this guy is. You've probably seen him if you've studied real estate at all over the last few decades. But um, Mr. Bob Lacido was one of the youngest licensees in the state of Maryland when he got started as a teenager, has an incredible career, and we're, I'm going to let you talk about it. But this year, 2021, 45,000 homes sold in his career, over 4,000 lots operating in 46 cities, 1.3 billion in sales volume. That's not for his career. That was this year. 30 plus million in commissions. That's who we're talking to. And that's why he's what we call the goat. <laughs> well, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. First ground rule, call me Bob, not Mr. Bob Lucido. I'm uh, yeah, still think and act real young, just like you. Well, Bob, you know, when I first met Bob, I was a new home salesperson and you would come into this uh, new home sales models. You may or may not remember this, but you made an impression on me because here's a realtor who comes in full suit, big Lexus. But what you did differently than most people is you made me feel important. And you came in and said, how are you doing, young man? Oh, you're in a great industry. And I it just immediately you made me feel some kind of way. I'm like, I, I like this guy. I think he likes me. And we grew that relationship from there. And I do credit you often with you were the guy that I wanted to be like and help me have the confidence to say, I'm going to go do that. Because I could be a new home sales rep forever. Nothing wrong with it. Yep. Um, so thank you. Well, I started my career as a new home rep. I love new homes. And I want to compliment you and your entire team because what you've done is extraordinary. You went from being a new home sales representative, doing very well for Ryan Homes, and now you've grown a team with 22, 23 agents and exceeding many goals, and you've really grown up the ranks. I'm very impressed. I've always got to look over my shoulder make sure you're not catching me. Hey, man, I'm not a sheep or a shepherd. I'm a wolf <laughs> like you, Bob, just so you know. There we go. Or at least I'm trying to be. So I have a, a list of questions. Sure. Because you have quite the uh, career, but just give you the opportunity. If you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your family, I know you're super proud of, and you should be, of your awesome kids and that good stuff. Who, who is Bob? Well, First off, when we're talking to all the agents here today, um, I'm just like any one of you, made many mistakes throughout the years, work hard every day like you all, and uh, I'm still in the trenches. Uh, I have, we have a very large team with some great team members and partners, but I still do open houses. I still knock on doors. I still do lead generation. I'll never get away from the basics. But um, I'm 63 years old, uh, got in real estate when I was 18 years old. I've had the... Uh, Real fortunate blessing of having a lot of mentors and good people in my life is um, to, to coach. Right. So everything I share with you today, I'm going to also have like a, a coaching suggestion because my goal here today is to really help the people that are watching this in a podcast to help grow their business. So if we, we do that and help them be better, then I will have accomplished my goal in driving out here. Um, so start out new home sales at age 18 and had some incredible role models um, I never was going to be a resale agent like you. 
um, sold new homes for nine years. Um, had a great builder that start, started me out, uh, Richard A. Walt, and a very wealthy Jewish man. He took me on like a, a son, Dick Dubin. And I'll get into him in a little bit. But actually, 41 years ago, I started with him December 2nd, 1980, um, to sell uh, a, a new home community. He, he changed my life. And being such a great uh, role model for me and, and, and coach. So for nine years, we sold new homes and then uh, started, uh, got out of selling new homes then started a new home sales company. Uh, builders First Choice, where we represented builders. So we were in 16 states. Um, we uh, had about 300 employees. We just sold new homes and land. Uh, got up to a billion dollars in sales. Uh, life was great. And was doing that till I was 49 years old, until 2008. And I'm not sure how many people on this call were in the business in 2008, but if you were, I applaud you for being around because that was the worst downturn that I've ever experienced. I was around when rates were 21%, and that had its challenges. The dot-com crisis was challenging, but the worst was 2008 because you never knew where the bottom was. So my very wealthy Jewish man, Dick Dubin, who uh, we went to Clyde's, he said, do you need a million dollars? I said, I don't need any money. I need your advice. He said, close your company down now. I know it's going to hurt you because you care about people. So I went, we closed down the company, and it was the most humbling moment of my career. Um, six months later, people said, you were a genius. How would you know to close it? Because then everybody else was closing businesses. I said, I, I took the advice of a very, very successful man. And um, so I th was looking around at what to do, and I said, you know something, I'm going to do this resale thing. I've seen people succeeding at it. So first mistake was I didn't get a coach. And I've had great role models in my life and people that were um, good mentors. But having a coach to look at your business, I've got a couple coaches right now. And I'm going to encourage everybody, number one, get a coach, an accountability partner, critically important. Um, I didn't get one. So I wandered and I went to Long and Foster for 30 days and they asked me to leave. <laughs> Um, so be, they just didn't think it was going to be the right situation there. So I left and, uh, they're a fine company by the way, but I left and then I, I picked up the phone and called Remax. I'd love to come talk to you. Um, nobody back then was prospecting me like today. Everybody's calling everybody to try to recruit everybody. Right. Um, so I went to Remax and we were there for, I believe five years and, um, left there in 2013 and joined Keller Williams, and it's been an awesome ride. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say that we have awesome team members, but we wouldn't be where we are today without my wife, Tracy, who, who started Bob Lucido team in 2008 with me. And then we also have uh, two of our three children that work with us. Lauren is our director of marketing, and Robert uh, plays an incredibly vital role in strategic um, operations, and he's actually living in Miami. And we've got expansion teams down there. So... Well, your other son, AJ, just passed the bar with flying colors. Is he going to be uh, making sure you don't get sued or anything or what? <laughs> uh, real proud of jo Jonathan, JJ. Okay, uh, JJ. People call him JJ or Jonathan. Right. Um, real proud that he uh, he just passed the bar. So he, we officially have an attorney in the family. Uh, and uh, uh, he's living in Rhode Island and, and going to be pursuing, uh, uh, I think he wants to go into environmental law and be a litigator, uh, be a courtroom attorney. So. We're real excited for you. He'll him. be in real estate in a couple of years. So <laughs> I've never asked one of my any of my children to get in the real estate business. I want the kids, and this will be lesson number two for everybody here, 
is when you're coaching somebody or have children, um, I've always encouraged them to follow their passion, do what they're most excited about. Don't get into a business with me or you, just to follow the, the family business. If you want to be a school teacher, a police officer, whatever it is, my only requirement was you give it your best, you give it 110%, and you be the best. No, no, uh, no, uh, you know, we're not going to, we don't want you to be in a profession you're not passionate about. Right. Well, I know your oldest son, we don't, and we'll get off the topic of your awesome kids, but he was a professional baseball player as well. So your kids, they swing for the fences and, uh, and normally yeah. hit it. Well, um, real proud of them. Um, uh, here's something else to share. We, I remember I used to coach my sons in baseball and people would come up to me and they'd say, Bob, we, we'd like um, you to motivate my children like your sons are. They're out here at 6 a.m. in the morning hitting balls, and the rest of the kids weren't there till 7 or 7.30. I said, I, I can't motivate your son. They said, what do you mean? I said, I can only create an environment where they want to do it. It's got to come from within. Same thing with real estate. We can't motivate anybody. Motivation is good for 24 hours, and then it's gone. It's got to come from within. You've got to have the desire and the, the passion to want to, to, to excel. That is no true words have been spoken. They say motivation is like bathing. It wears off. That's why we recommend it daily. The people you surround yourself with, the books, tapes, CDs you listen to, and you know, you're having goals in front of you, your vision board, uh, is, all of this is important because every day, no matter what career you're in, you know, well, I'm talking to realtors, so I'll just stay focused on the real estate industry. We get, we get celebrated every day, and then at the end of the day, we get knocked down for something else. And you could sway with, with the wind here if you if you weren't rock solid in your goals and your vision and what you were doing and you were surrounded by really good people. Um, I've never seen a business where I feel so great in the morning and then by the afternoon I'm frustrated with something. Um, but you've got to stay focused and and, um, and and rooted. And that's why positive books, tapes, who you surround yourself with really matters. This guy's talking about tapes. Now, for those who don't know what that is, there used to be this thing called a cassette tape <laughs> and, and other types of tapes. Uh, but yeah, CDs. CD, yeah. Well, hey, that, even those are gone now. But you're absolutely right. Focus, um, I like the acronym for focus is fo follow one course until successful. Yep. Like You can't get off this, this track until you, you master it. But Bob, you went through the, the kind of the lineage of your career. Now, you start when you're 18. Mm -hmm. with nothing, Catonsville Community College guy. We, we talked about this. Your mm -hmm. kids went to St. Paul's. I'm like, sorry, I'm going public school guy like you. And how does an 18-year-old go from getting your license to, hey, this guy Dick Dubin is going to let you sell all these houses? Like, were you just a really good salesperson? Um, people will see things in you. Like, one of the things I love doing is interviewing uh, newbies. Like, the person we just saw out on the street right there is one of your team members. He was a former bartender. I think he's going to be one of your top people. Mike Joseph, what's up? I love the passion, love that he's out beating, you know, he's on the streets. He's got a wide network of people. I, uh, I owe a lot of thanks to people that started. In my early years, uh, I saw Judy Dorsey, Rob Dorsey's mother, in my neighborhood driving this fancy car. She was a beautiful woman. Looks like she was enjoying real estate. And I mentioned it my father one day, but I, I wouldn't mind like trying to sell new homes for his friend, Mr. Awalt. When Mr. Awalt came into the liquor store, I was working at my father's liquor store. He said, would you like to sit in the model homes and sell some new homes? I'm like, sure. So it was a $4 an hour and $100 a house as a bonus. And I started there and um, I got hooked. This business, you won't get into it. it will, real estate will get into you. And I just became uh, passionate about it. And um, that's kind of where it started. 
And then I kind of drifted. Uh, I didn't have any coaching. We ran out of lots. So I started selling floodplain property. I don't know if you all know what floodplain property is, but it's, it's land behind houses that you can't build on. But I was selling that for Mr. Awalt. And we really didn't have any more lots. I wish he had acquired more land, um, but he didn't. So I interviewed with Xerox Corporation. I, had, I was going to be in copier sales. I had 13 interviews over a nine-month period of time. And I finally, the day I got hired, uh, Gary Clark, who was very instrumental in my career, um, he introduced me to Dick Dewitt. And I remember him telling me, on the way down there, this man's going to take you in like a son or I'll ask you to leave in 30 seconds. So uh, he offered me a job. He says, I don't think you can do it, young man, but I have 100% confidence in Gary Clark, and Gary's got 100% confidence in you. You're on a 30-day trial. So I got started December 2nd. The other salesperson, it's called Elizabeth's Landing in Pasadena. There were 686 townhomes. They hadn't had a sale in two months. First thing I did was go through the file box, the registration file, go through anybody that was ever in over the last year, called all those people and sold five houses in my first month, all from follow-up and calling just basic fundamentals of going back and calling people. So from there, um, created a relationship with him, and Elizabeth's Landing was my community, and I, I love it, and that's where I got started. That's where actually where I started the utility lien business, but we'll get into that later. Utility liens. Um so how old were you? You meet Dick Dubin. You were about to go to Xerox. Thank God you didn't. You meet Dick. How old were you there? 22 years old. You're 22. Mm-hmm. That's how old I was when I got my um, license. Great. Um, By the way, people should never use uh, their age as a reason for a lack of success or don't use it as a, you know, that it's a hindrance at, at all. People love it, that you're energetic and you're passionate. And if you, whatever you don't know, just let people know. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't have that answer, but I'll get right back to you. They really respect that. Don't ever wing it. If you don't know the answer, don't ever wing it. You'll lose all credibility. Uh, that, I, I believe that too. Everyone kind of likes to say, hey, you have time. You're young. Go backpack Europe. You'll figure it out. And I've always been like, I am not casual about this. I got to go. I'm on to the next thing like all the time, 24-7. And I think the, the agents who really make it, because let's be honest, this business is a struggle for, for most people. And it's the rich and the rest. And you do not want to be on the wrong side of that line. So, okay, so you start selling five a month, 22 years old. You're making a lot of money. It was in five a month. The first month was five. Um, and then it grew from there. And, and then uh, rates started rising. We, we actually sold 192 houses when rates were 17%. Um, so, you know, we would, that was 192 net sales. In the first year? Uh, I have to check. It's I think we. Uh, it was a ton of real estate. It so was. I think it was the first year, or the second year, sold one ninety two, settled one sixty seven. Because I have a letter from the uh, from the, his joint venture partners that's in my house. Um, but that's where through adversity I be, learned how to really sell when rates were high. I learned how to create tax benefits. People were afraid of the payments. I, when you're selling payments, especially in a rising, now I believe interest rates are going to rise rapidly. You see the inflation. This is the same path that it took in the early 80s. Gas prices started rising. Then all of a sudden you have this rapid inflation. You're selling um, mortgage payments to people. People look at the payments. I wasn't selling payment. I was selling the after-tax payment. And I could 
I knew how to calculate after-tax benefits and what your real payment is. Like whatever your say your mortgage payment is five thousand right now, you're not paying five thousand. You're paying about three thousand because you're getting forty percent back in your taxes from your interest in your taxes. You've got to sell net dollars. So that taught me how to be a um, I don't want to say a financial wizard, but it really helped me learn tax benefits and and payments. Yeah, I, I got that training. Um, quite a bit at, at the Ryan Home Academy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you don't know what he just said, that's something to Google it, look it up, selling the net payment. It used to be better before that salt thing came through, but we don't need to go political. Yes. Because um, what I want to get on the course here is that's how you start. Now, let me jump ahead. In 2008, you closed your doors. You owned, operated, created Builders First Choice in 16 states, flying helicopters around with 300 employees. So what the hell happened, Bob? We were having a great time and... Um, <laughs> I'm going to backtrack just a second because yeah. I had a thought here. I've always considered I'm a passionate a- athlete, and I wanted to play pro baseball. I didn't get drafted, but my one son did, and my other son played college baseball. To me, real estate is a game. When you stop having fun at it, it's time to leave. To me, you're either alive and growing or dead and dying, and this is a game for me to see how big, how, how, how big we can grow and how successful we can be and all of our partners can be, and it's, it's fun. We never set out to be number one in the world. Our goals when we first started were to be the most respected and admired team on the planet, for everybody on the team to have fun, and for everybody on the team to make money. And I said, if we can have those goals, we're going to be very successful. Being number one was a byproduct. So um, we keep growing and learning every day, making tons of mistakes. And, and I'll encourage everybody to, again, get a coach, but keep learning and keep growing and, and don't I'm going to give you some lessons today will save you millions of dollars because I've gone there and I've made some of the mistakes the hard way. You've already given some to me when I called you a couple of weeks ago and I was sharing my goals with you and you kind of, you said, ah, young man, I think you should have a profit goal, not necessarily a, how many houses are you going to sell goal? And I'm like, of course. It's Bob, but when Bob Lucido says it to you, you, you pay attention a little bit more. Well, there's a time for, like we invest a lot back in the business, but it's, you need to focus on your profit. There's a, there's a great book in Gary Keller. Whenever we I meet with him, in fact, I was just with him last week. With just a couple of people in um, you know, a bit of session in Austin. Gary always has you read a book before you meet him. Um, but a year ago, he said, "Before you come in this room, you got to read Profit First. and it's about building your business around profit first. That you take your profit out first, and then you back in everything else." I was always, well, you know something, I've got some other businesses, let me just reinvest, I like reinvesting in the company, I like, I like growing and doing stuff, but you need to stop and focus on your business, and it's about the profit, it's not the top line revenue, we knew we could grow, we went from $250 million to $850 million in five years, we knew we could grow the business, now we're laser focused on profitability, so that all of our partners are incredibly profitable, and that's what it's all about, is about are you profitable or not? The vanity metrics of selling, we may do over $2 billion in 2022. It, it, that sounds great, but what I'm going to be more impressed with is if our profit goal is aligned where, we, where our goals are set and where it should be. So, yeah. They say GCI's ego commission income, not gross commission income. It's all about the net. I was never ego uh, focused about that. It was about just growing the business and then taking dollars and reinvest. We're debt-free. We would open our offices, put a million dollars into the one in Ellicott City, 750 or $8 million into the one in Baltimore County. 
believe in having great environments for our team members. So now we, I hired the right people. That's you want to write this down, everybody. This is this is huge. I've had some wonderful people associate with me over the years. I've had some wrong people in some some good people in the wrong positions. Um, when we really did an analysis and brought in uh, Jack Mazza, and I hate to say he's my brother-in-law, but I didn't hire him because of my brother-in-law. He was vice president of Gartner Group, and which is a technology company. He's, he's Wall Street and corporate focused, and everything is fact-based. Everything has is just, I'm a ready, fire, then aim guy. He's a ready, aim, aim, then fire guy, and he everything gets measured and processed through Jack. And it's been different for me because I just want to drive down the road. I got an idea. I'm like, let's do it. And we're all kind of like that in this business. We're all kind of, uh, you know, idea-oriented, action-oriented. Take those ideas, and I'll put them in the processor, and, and, and let, let's evaluate it before we take action and waste money and time. That's where you are now. But here's the thing, Bob. You didn't have Jack or a lot of these guys, when you yourself, starting at 22, ended up growing Builders First Choice to this enormous company that you kind of brilliantly deleveraged yourself, and you're crediting Dick Dubin, but you're the one who had to do it. I want to know, you got into 16 states. What did that look like? Like, hey, we started in Maryland, and people in Virginia wanted liked what we were doing. Like, you were doing something that no one else was doing, which was just selling new homes for the builders, and you were probably, well, clearly, better at it than everybody, because you ended up selling a billion dollars worth of that stuff. Well, um, this is another lesson for everybody right then. Focus on your, on your business first at hand in your own closest to home. We're expanding now. We just brought on teams in Tulsa, Oklahoma, St. Louis, Missouri, and another team in Canada. Uh, but we're constantly focused on our Maryland team, Maryland, growing Maryland and making sure what you do here that you're laser-focused. With the new home company, we were in Maryland, and then we kind of went into Delaware because I remember builders went there. Then one of my builders went to North Carolina, and it just kind of grew into these different areas. Kind of like, and we we were getting ready to do a condominium project in Las Vegas for Paris Holton's family when the market collapsed. Um, so uh, it, it was it was exciting. We had I had twenty key people working with me, managers. Um, and I was having a blast. I mean, my I did, I only did what I love. And and stay. If you want to stay in this business for a long time, like I'm never bored. I'm passionate every day. St- I only do what I love to do, going belly to belly, face to face with people. I don't. I get. I stay out of the weeds. And um, with builders for choice, it was meeting builders, meeting top talent, and strategizing on our marketing and, and looking for land. That was my. And then I would delegate to everybody else. So stay focused on what you enjoy. Um, I don't touch a piece of paper after 9 o'clock in the morning. I do all my paperwork and computer work, a lot of it in the morning, and then I'm out all day long running. Belly to belly, face to face is the key. I remember you came to the Ryan Home sales meeting one time, and you drew on the board. You're like, all right, guys, I'm going to give everyone a lesson. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm getting an MBA from Lacito right now. (laughs) And I'm not sure if everyone was paying attention and I'm like, this guy knows what he's talking about. And you just drew two circles and you drew two belly buttons. And you say, that's the business you're in. You're face-to-face. You lucky. You guys are lucky you get to sit and people come to you. Yep. And you're getting belly-to-belly. Belly. Don't mess it up. First seminar I ever went to was Tom Hopkins, 18 years old. I took, I don't have much money, but it was $39. And I went. Great seminar. He did a wonderful job. But at the end of the seminar, somebody came up at the end and said, Tom, you wasted our time. 
The room was dead quiet. He said, Tom, this could have been a 10-minute seminar. Like, wow, why don't we do a 10-minute seminar? That would have been great. He said, Tom, everything you said is true, but it's worthless unless you do this. And he drew what I share with you, which was two belly buttons face-to-face. He says, that's the key to success. And I've lived by that my entire career, that it's all numbers game. Show me your calendar. I'll show you how much money you're going to make. I'm an appointment machine. I'm all about setting appointments. If you're not making appointments, you might as well get out of the business because it's all about getting in front of people. And the more appointments you can set, then you get work on your closing ratio. That's the key. If you're not setting appointments, just get out of the business. It's all about the appointments. If you're not meeting people face-to-face, I've, I met with, I've listed a couple of houses yesterday, and I also met with somebody yesterday who I know is not going to list for two years. But I said, I still want to meet with him. Laid the foundation. Now they'll be on my follow-up system program. It's going to be a million dollar, $1.2 million listing in two years, but they might settle, might go sooner. So a couple of things before I get back to Builders First Choice, I want to talk about the utility liens and, and, and follow your career this way. But you told me something that when I asked you um, for advice, and I asked Bob for advice, I try to ask advice from people who have been there, done that, and who are believable. Because you can get advice for anyone, but you got to be aware of the vice in advice. I would, don't take advice from people you don't want to be like, is, is my thought here. But you said, I, I was like, man, you're wearing a suit to lunch. You're always wearing a suit. And you say, Andrew, I wake up every day and get ready to go on a million dollar listing appointment. Every day. And I was just like, a kind of light bulb flashed. And in my head, I'm like, well, that's probably because he does. He actually does go on. But ever since then, I'm like, I'm tucking my shirt in. I'm never showing up to the <laughs> office without some slacks on. And then two, if you remember this lunch, I was asking you how you auctioned the property because after all the, the bozos got done with, um, well, I shouldn't say bozos, when, when, when all these people got done trying to sell Ripken's place, you took it and sold it like, like that. And you gave me the crash course in auctions, which I still haven't taken action on, but one day I will and I'll probably call you again. So that, that was just two points. But, and I know you got something to say. Builder's first choice, you're doing all that stuff, flying around, delegating to 20 people, you're raising three kids. All before 50. Yes. Who you hang around with and who you have on your team. And my wife, uh, Tracy, was a full-time mom at that time. And her daughter, Lauren, playing national tennis. She was ranked, could have, could have turned pro if that was the route she wanted to go. She uh, so proud of her. She set all the records at Bucknell for, for women's tennis. She was playing uh, throughout the country. Our sons were playing um, travel baseball all around the country. Um, it was fun. There, there, there was uh, every... Our lives are, are great. Those days are so special, and I encourage anybody here, young kids, don't miss any of your kids' events. Pencil it in like it's a million-dollar listing. It is crucial. I didn't miss any of their games. Um, but you had a helicopter, Bob. No, I didn't. I didn't. My partner, Dwayne, has a helicopter. Um, so I, we just drove, we drove a lot. But anyway, um, make sure you attend your kids. That's so important to be there for them and and. I loved every minute of it. Um, I wake up every day, and I, I read, I listened to this um, from Dennis Waitley called Positive Self-Expectancy. Every day, I, I expect to list a house. Um, I planned my calendar today for, for this, and we have our expansion teams coming. We have our, our, our team party t- tomorrow. It's at the perennial house, and it's going to be awesome. And we've got, we've got probably 200 people attending. So I plan today, and we're going to be with them this evening too, um, to not have any appointments. But I'm still going to, I plan on having an appointment today. I, it's not on my calendar yet, but I'm going to get a ap- listing appointment today somehow. 
I expect that. I'm dressed for it. And I remember going in when the office was uh, when COVID first started. It was it was I started remembering reminding me of 2008. It would be my wife in the office, myself, my assistant came in a lot, and I had my German Shepherd in an 8,000 square foot building, which we just bought the building. We were there. I wore suit every day because I, I I was determined I'm going to go on a listing every day. So I encourage everybody on this call. Prepare yourself mentally and physically to go on a listing appointment. So if somebody were to call or if you were to go door knock and expired, do you look the part? Are you there? And, and you you wear whatever you want to wear. That's up to you. Wear what's comfortable for you. I I like to prepare for no prepare for success. Second, you talked about uh, Cal's house and urgency and auctions. Uh, we created something at the Lucido uh, Global called the five-day uh, Lucido Listing Blitz. We trademarked it. Everything in real estate, really I would say a lot of about life is about, in real estate is about creating urgency. Auctions is an awesome way to sell, especially high-end homes. It creates urgency. Uh, we sold Mark Teixeira's house in Texas. He's uh, um, played for the Yankees in Austin, Texas. Uh, Cows was through an auction. Auction is not distressed. Auction is creating urgency, getting traffic, and condensing in a short period of time. Well, that's what we do with the, the Lucido Listing Blitz. It's a five-day program, and quite frankly, we sell a lot of our houses, most of them, in, lot, in five days. We do a coming soon. We go live on a Thursday. Encourage the seller not to, usually, usually not to take offers until Sunday, which have massive showings, and we have deadline Sunday at 6 after the open house for offers. Create urgency, create that fear of loss is the greatest motivator, and um, you'll get great results. So the auctions, I love it. So we created listing blitz, which is another word for auction for us because it, some people don't like auctions or they get the wrong connotation. Listing blitz is um, creating urgency. Uh, here at the Sure Sales Group at Berkshire Hathaway, we do the same thing. I have to say it. Awesome. Um, fear of loss, you know, like Tony Robbins, I know you're a big fan of his. Mm -hmm. And I still, I promised you I'd go to an event. Um, we were talking about, mm -hmm. about that. I still haven't, but I, I do follow him. And he always says people will do more to avoid pain yes. than anything else, which is what you're talking about. And I think that's a basic psychological fact that everyone agrees on now. Tony Robbins, uh, Paul Sellers, who was legacy. He just went to Tony Robbins and I think he was a little skeptical went and he was blown away so uh, i don't get any money for saying this but it's uh, it's a game changer i encourage everybody to go um i went back in the early 90s my first one and when i came back i wrote tony robbins a letter i said i i need uh, I, I want some personal coaching i'll give you twenty thousand dollars for three hours that was in 1990 it's a lot of money a lot of money today but it was a lot of money back then and he wrote me a letter back and said your people are fortunate that believe in coaching. My fee back then for half a day was half a million dollars. <laughs> I said, tell you what, I'll just attend your seminars and read your books. So did, did you never have him come to a meeting or something? I heard some rumor that, oh, Bob had Tony come to one of his personal. No, never had him come. Um, it's on the, the, our wish list that we'd like to bring him, engage him for a Lucido event if we could ever do that. Okay. So you covered a couple of things. And before we jump to when you kind of disappear and have this beautiful deleveraging of builders first choice following your mentor, Dick Dubin's advice, and you lay off 300 people and you kind of like look like Nostradamus. 
Um, I want to talk about the utility liens because I think that's where this comes in because you were working with all these developers. Now, why don't you explain what a utility lien is, this front foot fee, capital contribution, whatever people might know it by. And um, I know you're making a fortune on it. And I know we're not going to get undressed in public, so you told me that. <laughs> but that was a hell of a good idea. And you're still doing it? Largest in Maryland or what? Uh, once again, going to give everybody a lesson with everything that I share with you. I stay focused in real estate. But when you're in the business, opportunities will come your way because you're, you're in this business. Well, back in 2000, if you're in Maryland, if you're outside of Maryland, this is not going to make much sense to you because I don't think they're outside Maryland. I'd love for them to be because we would go nationwide with this. And But dear 2000, one of my clients had um, front foot benefits, utility liens, and he had 200 of them. And he says, I'd like to sell these. It was $300. It was $300 a year times 200 was $60,000 a year for the next 35 years. $2.1 million in income. So we bought them for now for 400000 So we bought an income stream for the next 35 years. Um, he got 400000 now rather than two point one in 35 years. We bought his company, so it was capital gain, so there's an advantage there, and um, so we took it over. We liked it, and we and bought some more, <laughs> and then we bought some more, and... and um, so I have a, one of the best things is I've got great partners in that business um, and my, you know, my best man at my wedding and, and uh, best friend, Bill uh, Dwayne. And um, he is my partner in the utility company with Bobby, Bobby Goodyear. And we buy liens and um, Dwayne handles just about everything. Know who you are. You want to write this down. I know who I am. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a fix up guy. I am a rainmaker. I know how to make it rain, whether it's buying shopping centers or whether it's buying utility liens, or I, I know how to make it rain, whether it's getting builders, finding land. I, I don't try to be somebody or not. I'm not a technological wizard, so I hire technological wizards. I hire where I'm weak. Dwayne is everything that I'm not, and we have, that's what makes us a great partnership. So we started buying the liens and buying them from developers and national builders and and now it's a very large business that I don't spend more than probably an hour a month on. Um, Dwayne manages it and runs it and it's a utility lean business but more importantly you all whether it's getting into buying houses, flipping houses or whatever or tax sales you can I, that's a not that was a natural progression of my business because I was already meeting with developers and builders so I could then have that relationship and then talk to them about buying their leads. So it's been um, a very successful business and we, we, we keep buying them every month. I don't think um, enough people knew, I don't think many people knew you did that. And when we were in Charleston at a Boomtown event, I was asking you about it and I just know it's extremely profitable. Can we just leave it at that? I th you know, are you making as much off that as you are selling real estate? Let's just say it's, it's been very good and it's, it's been very nice, and we we buy liens today, and they actually are forty years. So, I'm sixty three. So, you're still buying them today. We buy them every month. You buy them every month, and you're the largest utility lien holder in the state. I believe so. <laughs> okay, so that was part of the, the saga. Now, here's the next big question, Bob. 
builder's first choice, you close it up. And we don't need to go through the, the probably the, the pain and, and the tears of laying off 300 people and that takes guts and you just did the right thing. You have to do the right thing for yourself, your family, for everybody. And then you took some good advice and took action. Mm-hmm. What's as impressive as, uh, as that operating in 16 states, you have to be a great manager, great hire, know who you are, go after talent, be the rainmaker, which you did all that. Then I'm, I'm just picturing you, you're sitting back in Ellicott City thinking, hmm, I think I'm just going to go sell a ton of houses now because it's in your blood. And you just reappear. And this is right when I was getting started, you were doing mm-hmm. this. So I only knew you, you know, when I was, when I got into the business, you were at Remax and the number one Remax guy on the planet. Mm-hmm. You just kind of show up out of nowhere and become the number one Remax guy in the world in like a year. Well, first off, we have great, great, once again, I'll go back to great people. I get way too much credit. We have awesome partners on our team, which, so another lesson, surround yourself with the right people. And, you know, individuals can, can go a certain pace, but a great team can go very far. So, um, you know, we, we, we had some great hires. We had some not so good hires. So, um, I'm, I, 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 we now have a more of a selective and careful hiring process. I go more of the gut, which is not good. Sometimes it's a winging process. So now we have a more uh, structured process on, on selecting um, people. I'm learning that the hard way. Um, going from your gut all the time is not probably that good. Because um, you see, I always like, and you're probably the same way, you see the best in everybody. I just see so much potential. And right. I'm starting to realize as I get older and I have my own family and kids and everything else, it just changes you a bit. Yep. And like you said, right when we were getting started, you can't really motivate someone else. And it's painful to go through the process of trying to. There's five things that we look for when bringing on a... When I look for talent, number one, Warren Buffett, who owns your company, um, says uh, if they don't have this, the interview is over. It's one's integrity. Number two, well, they got to be a team player. Kyle Ripken, when they were when the streak was the big thing, they were going through a possible baseball strike. He said streak is second. Uh, what's more important is the team, and and it was all about teamwork. Uh, three, they got to be coachable. Uh, we've let some of our top people go over the years. They, they've got to be coachable and they have to have, um, they got to be willing to work as a team. You can have a top producer and, and have great production, but it's a cancer to the organization and it hurts the GCI, it hurts your, your bottom line short term, but long term, it establishes standards and helps you go, go further. Number four, they have to have a servant's heart. Um, we're nothing but high-paid servants, drive nice cars, and um, we're servants. You get paid in your direct proportion to how much you serve. I serve people every day. I'm a waiter. I drive a Lexus, wear a nice suit, but I'm a waiter. I'm serving my customers. I'm serving my team. I'm serving my agents. I want to know what I can do to help them achieve their goals. I'm all about helping them drive their success to a higher level, and I, I I used to coach kids in sports when I was younger, not just my kids, but I was when I was single. I used to coach um, other. Uh, I, used to, I used to coach kids in football and basketball, and I love coaching. And nothing more rewarding than seeing some of your coaching become successful. So number one, integrity. Two, team player. Three, coachable. Four, they have to have a servant's heart. The best servants that I know are Nordstrom's, Rich Carlton, Lexus, and the Bizzuto Group. I had the pleasure of working with Tom Bizzuto, awesome individual, incredible company. In 19, 
1990, I think it was 1998 or something. They had never been in uh, sales. They were always just rentals. And we took over and handled all their sales in Maryland. And Tom is a true servant to, to people. And he's a very wealthy man. But he, he, he got upset one day when the, 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 the coffee mugs or the napkins in, a, in a, an apartment complex, condominium complex, weren't all consistent. He said, if, if, I'm, if I have to drive through one of my communities and I make a lot of money, but they throw apples and oranges at my car and, 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 and I'm not respected driving through, then it's not worth it. I want to take care of our customers. And he's all about the customer and really ingrained into me. So he, we got a local success story here in Maryland that he's nationwide. And I had the pleasure of working with Tom Bazuda directly for 13 years. Um, great company. And number five, and this is critically important, they have to have the tiger in their eye. They have to have the passion and the drive. Um, the, uh, I love the fact that people have great educations. I, and I have a college education. I didn't do very well in high school, and my kids have, and I told them, you have the pleasure of going to these very nice colleges. And, um, but the world's full of a lot of, a lot of lazy, smart people. We're not going to have that. You're going to earn everything you get. And there was no easy tickets at our house. So if you can combine great education with a passion to, to, to excel, and I feel that's one of Tracy's greatest accomplishments as our kids have great educations, but they are passionate at everything they do and they have incredible drive, that is going to help make them successful in life. So I look for people that have that drive. And I, we just picked a, an incredible town out. Tracy and I go to the restaurant um, locally, Ironbridge, and the server was just amazing, and we loved her. We had a partner. To sell she's, real estate. She's now, she's just got a promotion. She was our, one of our personal assistants. And then now she's handling our database. And she's working also with some buyers. She, she's going to be a superstar. I'm telling you, she's got everything. And she's got those, and she's got that drive. You can just sense it when you're with somebody. They've got that passion. And she gets rejected or something. She, she's okay. She comes right back. She dealt with incredible personality types. I love hiring from the hospitality industry. Hotels, restaurants, um, bartenders, they're awesome. So is that how you grew it? I mean, because you literally did like become the biggest Remax guy in very short order. And I remember like just talking to some of the older people as I was getting into the business coming up. Everyone's like, who, how? like just overnight, it was just like, bam, hey, welcome, Bob Lucido team. And you did the commercials and you started spending the money. And you marketed yourself. Um, do you accredit that just to finding the talent? And of course, you've, I know you had a good team. But it was the Bob Lacido team. Well, it's a lot. It's a lot of hiring, having the right team, hiring great team members. But, you know, and again, here's another note for you all right then. This business is hard work. And it, it doesn't get any easier. Um, and a lot of hard work in the, in the trenches. I had to re, when I got out of new home sales, and you know, I'll, I'll share with you one of my goals to be a millionaire by the age of 30, which I accomplished. But when I was 50, 49 or 50, when we closed Builders First Choice, lost millions of dollars uh, during that period of time. It was a very humbling time. So when I got into resales, I had to, uh, I wanted to reinforce that I had to get back to the basics. Who you were before um, didn't matter that you know the, that I had this big company. I'm starting fresh. So what I did is I started knocking on doors in my parents' neighborhood. 64 doors. Introducing myself. You know, anybody who wants to buy or sell a home, I had to re tell myself that I'm getting back to the basics. I'm going to set the example for the rest of my team. And 
lead by example. And today I still love knocking on a door. I think it's your best asset. So I started that and other people started seeing it. And then we, we attracted some great talent and I'm still in the trenches. So we still sell houses then and we still sell houses now. That's one of my favorite things about you. And one of the things I've always admired among many things, Bob, is um, a lot of times people, when you get to your level, or I think in, in your world, in Keller Williams' world, and you're the number one Keller Williams agent on the planet Earth, this solar system, that would be you. <laughs> they like to coach based on the, the book. And Gary Keller's a genius, in my opinion. Love him. Mm-hmm. You know, once you're at that seventh level, it's time to get out of production and go find other businesses. Now, we all know you have other businesses and shopping centers and a boatload of profitable investments, but you never stopped leading from the front. And that's what I remind myself. And my um, partner, Joe Sacchetti, who, who took me under his wing, he always said that about you too, and he's like that. Mm-hmm. So when people often tell me, hey, you're selling whatever, you know, we're gonna do 500 plus deals and 180 million and we're hoorah, I'm thinking, that's scratching the surface for, for Bob when he was my age. And he still does open houses every weekend. And he's taken all the listings in that Route 40 corridor in 2043. And that's, that was never lost to me. But people tell you not to do it and you keep doing it. Why is that? One, I think I'm more relevant and I'm able to relate to people better because I'm in the trenches just like them. So I know what they're experiencing. So now we have teams all over the country. We're in 46 cities and, and in Canada. So... I'm able to coach my team better because I'm doing what they're doing. In fact, I just started something yesterday. I'm not pleased with, I want to list more houses. I want more. <laughs> Bob's not pleased, guys. Um, so I just sent something out to the team yesterday. I said, I'm starting a new habit. And you got to change your personal habits. And, and, and you, everybody's got their habits, whatever they might be. So um, I was you know, working out in the morning and, and doing paperwork at the house and having my quiet time there, which is great. But I'm going to go into the office at 9 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays, physically be there for two hours doing lead generation. And I want my team, if they want to be there with me, and we're going to get back to the basics because I have an immense amount of follow-up that I don't think I'm doing well enough. So you want to look for your areas that you don't – I mean, don't kid yourself. I mean, I I think there's some things we're doing really well, but there's some things I personally – I think I could be doing better. So I'm changing some habits. Um, cause I want to be better. I'm keep, keep challenging myself. This is what keeps me alive. And I have no intention of retiring. It's what keeps me alive and growing. And, and I do have big goals to, to reach, you know, for, for our team. But you, you remind me of something that Michael Jordan said in the last dance, that documentary, he said, I've never asked anyone on my team to do something I'm not willing to do. And that's called leading from the front. And that's just something I really believe in and hope. Um, I keep doing that. Yeah, you know, because I'm, I'm young. You got, what, 30 years on me or something, but <laughs> that's a long road. You talked about how hard the business is. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, I'm on TikTok now. I was joking. I did a TikTok with you right when you got here just because <laughs> I, I wanted to catch some Lucido steam. Oh, um, people are always like, kind of like, take da- jabs at realtors because there's so many of them. And a lot of people don't take it seriously. And like, oh, what a joke. Or you're a realtor. And it's like a, it's like a job that doesn't get the respect that maybe some occupations do. Mm-hmm. You've done it unbelievably well. What do you say to those people who are like, oh, a realtor, oh, they're going away. I can't wait till they disappear. They're like travel agents. These people are just fee pirate scum. Well, each person listen to this, you've got to create your own value proposition and you've got to be differentiate yourself from all the competitors, why you're different and why they should go with you. Um, I always um, believe that um, 
you got to hire the best, whether it be um, whether it be a uh, same person gave me this advice when I was eighteen years old. Bob, you need five key people in your life: hire, hire a lawyer, CPA, insurance man, stockbroker, and I think it was financial planner or realtor. I'm the realtor, so I didn't need that person. All those people have been in my life for the last forty years. Insurance. I changed my insurance and my insurance man retired. So a lot of my key people are retiring. So you got to make sure you have a bench. But I had to have my stockbroker, my lawyer, I sold a house to in 1984. He's been my lawyer for 37 years. CPA, um, 35 years. Um, I've got key people. Now, I'm going to relate this back to you. When you're out interviewing and talking to people, you they've got to realize you are the best. I just had a little something on my nose that my daughter, future daughter-in-law, who's a dermatologist, said, you better get that checked. So I had to do a biopsy. Luckily, it wasn't uh, cancerous. I went to an incredible plastic surgeon. And I asked her, I said, do you have your permission to mention your name? Because I didn't, I've never once asked you how much you're going to charge for this or something else. And um, she said, sure. I said, you're the one of the best. And I, I don't care what your fee is. I want to look like I normally would look. I don't want any to, to look. Don't want don't want it to look badly. I always hire the best. You got to convince your clients that they're hiring the best when they hire you. I don't do anything second string. I don't do it. I do everything first class. And I believe that you should set that standard for yourself as well, and let people know when they're working with you, when they're hiring, when they're hiring you, they're getting the best. And the, it's not. I I I. I Tell sellers this all the time. Do you want a commission conversation? You want to have a net proceeds conversation? Because there's a lot of discount agents out there. Do you want a discount brain surgeon? No, no, I don't want that. Why would you have a discount realtor? There's some people that just got their license, and God bless them, they're wonderful. There's some people that treat this part-time. I am a full-time professional, and and I sell my value proposition. You've got to sell yours as to why you're the best and why you're going to go over and above the call of duty to be the best for them. Yeah, and I totally agree. And I get it. Trust me. Cause there's things that I do that our company does that I know no one else is doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm always pushing the cutting edge and I know how to get exposure. And I know when, when it's go time mm-hmm. and the phone rings, you want me answering the phone on your behalf. And I know you feel yep. the same way about yourself. Cause you're not messing around. I remember the last time we did a deal, Bob, I'm not sure if you remember this. You yelled at me on the phone. Oh, um, and, but the, we did, we did get the deal done, but I was like, man, I just got yelled at. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was a little passionate. <laughs> well, you were representing your client and I was representing mine and we don't need to go in the story, but you start yelling at me and I just started yelling back because I didn't know what to do. I'm like, well, why? well, whatever. We're going to get this done one way or the other. Fine, whatever. But the, and I appreciate the answer, but the public perception is that these agents are just not doing anything. And you and I know the value of a real estate agent can oh. make you a fortune. Absolutely. These people don't get it. Like how, how do you, would you sum that up in a paragraph when someone says, well, I don't need an agent. It's like saying, I don't need a lawyer. I don't need a CPA. I don't need a stockbroker. I don't, well, that's kind of a dumb thing to say. Wouldn't you agree? I would never go into a courtroom with a lawyer. I wouldn't, um, my CPA, he is a CPA. He's a lawyer and he's an ex IRS agent. Um, he's, he's got great credentials. Um, I hire the best and I encourage you all to do the same, but also convince your clients that when they're hiring the best, they're hiring you, but you've got to create an incredible value proposition. Why do I want to hire you? 
Why are you the best? And it's got to be a compelling reason as to why you want to be the best. And we started talking before about coaching. And um, I think there's many areas we do really well, and I feel like we're probably the leaders in some areas. We're the luxury leader in the world for Kellowians, but I don't think we're I'm doing it to the level I need to do it. So I just hired Ryan Serhant. You hired Serhant? I hired Ryan Serhant and engaged in his program to be better, to be better, to take it to a whole other level. When you say you hired him, did you buy his course? I'm in his coaching program. Yeah, the, you know, the, the the uh, the highest level coaching program. Yeah, so I I was in the program for a little bit. Mike Joseph, you met outside the bar, mm-hmm. uh, ex bartender, now phenomenal agent. He's all in on that. What's funny for me is people tell me I look like him all the time. I get it <laughs> once or twice a day. So I've been I'm so lucky <laughs> that my doppelganger happens to be the number one agent in New York City and one oh. of the top guys on earth. It's funny you mentioned him too because I was thinking you know when Real Trends comes out and this yeah. is something these agents. Mm-hmm. This is just straight facts. This is how much you sold. And every company's got your chairman's circle, diamond, lifetime achievement. No one cares except the people in those individual brokerages. Mm-hmm. But the real trends doesn't care about that. How much did you sell? How much commission? And it's always you and Sirhan at the top. And I think you'll probably be number one on planet Earth for real estate commissions in 2021 if we're looking at $1.3 billion. Are you expecting to be number one for anybody anywhere? I know you don't. There's care about there's it. there's some other great competitors, and there's some at Keller Williams uh, who have merged and created a larger uh, larger teams. We don't really we we look at it, but it's not a driving focus of ours at all, um, Andrew. Our, our driving focus is how can we add more value? How can I make my partners even more successful? Like we just had a partnership um, with an amazing leader in uh, Kansas City, Edie Edie Walters, just wonderful. And we just partnered with her team. She's a $152 million a year team in Kansas City. I'm looking to add so much value to that team and grow it even more. Now, she's brought on a couple other teams onto our team. This is what excites me in the morning, that when we can grow our teams all over the planet and, and, and go deep and change the lives of, of these agents and leaders and make a lot of people wealthy, everybody's winning, everybody's having fun, they like what we're doing. It's accomplished my three goals, and I'll never go away from those three goals. So um, if we happen to be a certain level, I think that's awesome. Um, we're talking to some very, very big teams right now, and uh, it's fun. It's playing the game. And what I found is when I was talking to lower-volume teams, and nothing wrong with a 10 or $15 million team at all, it was a little more difficult for me to close that or to – to, sh- to see the vision, the the bigger teams get it, and they are um, they they understand it faster, and they appreciate what you bring more than some of the other teams. Well, Bob, you, you took me through the whole timeline of all the stuff I wanted to talk about, from being a kid getting into the business, builder's first choice, to the Remax. Now, what you're talking about now is Lacido Global, Lacido Agency. What are we calling it? Uh, we're Lucido Agency and Lucido Global. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in certain areas, like in, in our brokerage is Keller Williams Lucido Agency. Uh, we became a brokerage, but like in in Delaware and certain states, uh, you can you, you got to use Global. You can't use certain names. Okay, so I have a couple questions about that, and then I'll, then we'll wrap it up. Um, so you are your own brokerage now. Mm-hmm. So your Keller Williams Lucido Agency is its independent brokerage outside of Keller Williams. We, we, we are part of Keller Williams. Right. It's yeah. Keller Williams Lucido Agency. 
Okay. So we are Aaron Brokerage, and right now the sole team in there is the Bob Lacito team. We've not gone the brokerage route of bringing on other teams. We're focused on growing the Bob Lacito team and helping people grow their business there. I know there's a lot of focus on everybody having their own team, and, every, um, and, and that's good for some people if that's what you choose to do. There's one agent in Keller Williams. She's amazing. She's on a 50-50 split. Sold 220 houses uh, last year, two years ago. Netted for herself $550,000. Net, no other expenses. And she worked, didn't work weekends or evenings. She, she brought on two assistants to work together with her and were her showing agents. And she was a buyer agent and did 223 transactions as a buyer side. For Lucido Agency? No, not for Lucido. And she's actually now turned into a coach mm-hmm. for Keller Williams and actually coaching one of our top people. There's a lot of ways to skin the cat and make money in this business is what I've found in my yep. um, first decade. Find out who you are, then figure out what model. And, and I was just with five of the top people in the world with Gary Keller. We just, we just had a private meeting last week in Austin. We, I flew out there for it. And we and concluded, we're looking at these people, like everybody's model is a little bit different. And what I try to do and um, is take bits and pieces from each person and try to be better. That's why I'm always trying to learn to be better. And I learn from these people. Like we didn't have, I'm embarrassed to say this. We didn't have an ISA until two years ago. We went to $850 million with no ISAs. Now we hired the number one ISA in the world for, for Redfin. He, and he runs our program. Sean does an amazing job. We've got, I think eight or nine and we're, I want about 29 I want to grow them in all my expansion locations all over the world. We should have had these sooner. If we were, we would have been much further than where we are. But we're doing it the right way. Everything we're doing right now, I'm so excited. We're doing right. We're doing right because we made a lot of mistakes and we corrected. We were in 27 cities in the first six months of expansion. We were in, we were in the wrong cities. We cut back to 13 because we had the wrong people. Good people, but wrong people. So we now are doing it differently and we, we've got the, uh, better processes in place. You know, if you were a stock, I would just love to buy some more Bob Lucido, even <laughs> though the value is so high because you're a guy, you always keep learning. You're never satisfied. You're talking about how you want to take more listings, but you're bringing in 1.3 billion in sales, but you still want to do more. And it's just, it's really inspiring. So um, to close it out for me, I just want to say thank you for sure. being an inspiration to a young, to a young man. My wife still talks about you. She's like, oh, he's so nice. <laughs> Because you remember everyone's name and you remember when you remember also everyone's phone number without saving them. That's a different story. That means you're <laughs> something's going on up there. But as a 22 year old kid, you come in, you give me Orioles tickets behind home plate. And you invite me as a new home sales rep, 22, who's like the lowest of the low. So why don't you come to my open house tomorrow night? We're having Capital Grill cook some kitchen and bring, you still got that girlfriend. Bring her with you. And then you give me a gift certificate to Capital Grill at the event. No. And you showered. It's just so what I'm doing now, I want to be like Bob Lucido to well, these other young new home sales reps because that's, I know it was part of the plan. You weren't doing it on accident. You weren't just like, I'm going to go be nice to this guy. You did that probably to everyone. Well, I, I, one, encourage everybody, be yourself. One, you did inspire me. I, you, you, um, I saw talent. I saw enthusiasm with you. I liked your demeanor and um, your wife is lovely. And I'm like, there are people that I want to hang around with. So I uh, saw you as a, as a great 
partner working together and we like to take care of our partners. Well, thanks again for driving up to Bel Air. I know you don't leave that Route 40 corridor. <laughs> oh, just not true. <laughs> well, when you're slanging real estate, but you drove all the way up to Harford County and we appreciate it. Is there any, you gave us so many, I mean, some of my biggest takeaways other than, I love the fact that you have to have these five people in your corner, CPA, insurance, stock guy, realtor, lawyer, integrity, team player, coachable, servant's heart, tiger in the eye. These are little things that I'm going to take with me and I will always give you credit, Bob. And by the way, anytime it's ever came up, if I hear anyone talk bad about Bob Lucido, I always, just so you know, I say, hey man, well, that's a good that. guy. We didn't talk about, but you're just a man of faith, Catholic guy, which I find out because when we have lunch, you, you do the whole thing before you eat and you're just... You've always done what you said you were going to do with me, even when I didn't come work for you, and you did. You're like you're making a big mistake, and <laughs> but hey, it looks like it worked out, and the, the story's not over yet. No, we're on a journey, and you know you, we can be. We're fiercely competitive as you are, but you can be. You can have be competition. It's uh, friends in this business and enjoy the journey together. And you're you're one of the good competitors. There's some competitors that let's just say aren't aren't uh, as fun as you, um, but you're a good competitor. And you, um, you're doing the right thing. You've met, you do you have an incredible team, and I see a lot of myself in you. And you're doing it now. If you take and 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 talk to myself and other people and avoid some of the areas that we made mistakes, and you're going to grow a lot faster. So I'm going to be looking over in my rearview mirror to make sure that you don't pass this. We want you to be the number two team in Maryland. <laughs> Well, hey, now that you're a brokerage, I think I was number one for large teams, however they break it down. But that's only because you got out of that sector. We're still a large team. It's still Bob Lucido's team. Okay. Yeah, still Bob Lucido's team. So I guess any closing words that I have for the group here would be, uh, number one, um, don't be impressed with, uh, uh, you know, I'm just a person just like everybody, else, like you all here, and uh, worked hard just like you all. We're all, we all get dressed the same. We're all here. Um, you can achieve the level of success that Andrew has or I've achieved um, by just surrounding yourself with the right people. You can do it. Take, um, uh, be passionate about learning. Like just yesterday, I went to somebody in the area, offered this seminar for getting you know, a certain amount of listings in a certain number of days. And I, I, was, I wanted to see his office, but it's also always want to learn. I had this passion for learning to be the best. And if you have that drive to want to be the best and constantly be learning and surround yourself with great people and you, and you care about people and you want to help them, um, success is going to come your way. Well, we, we both have what's called the abundance mindset. There's enough there out go. there for everybody. And even though we're competitors, I, I love being a competitor of yours. I think that's an honor. And let's just close it out. This is the second time I've been here in the podcast studio with people I just respect at a tremendous level. So Five North Main Bel Air. You heard it from Mr. I, from Bob. Just, just call me Bob. From Bob Lacido. <laughs> and, and YouTube, the old commercial, there's only one Bob Lacido. It's one of my favorites. Oh, that's the one with Cal Ripken and the, uh, the five Bobs at the, the movie the, theaters. It's the five Bobs. There's only one Bob Lacido. <laughs> well, Bob, thanks again, man. Sure. My pleasure. See ya. There we go. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being here. Yep. Bye-bye.